The Episcopal Church has decided to declare that it's okay for your children to have their genitals mutilated. On top of that, a North Dakota school district has said that they are no longer going to have the Pledge of Allegiance because it's under capital G God. Which is weird. And we issued the call last week with State Senator Josh Kimbrell about pornographic materials inside of Spartanburg County Public Libraries. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. It is rampant. We've heard from you, and we'll talk about the books that you're bringing to our attention on this edition of the fastest-growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Podcast. With that, we welcome you into the newest edition of the fastest-growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina. Dave Wilson, Justin Hall here with you. We hope you enjoyed all the different material that was out last week. So let's just wait. Let's just be honest. It's great to have Justin back because he did take a week off. You totally like disconnected. I totally disconnected. Fresh, tan, ready to go. And and did you even know? Did you know that Mar Lago got invaded? That was a big story. Did down it at in least Jekyll. make the news out of Jekyll it, Island? Well, I will say in Jekyll and St. Simon's Island down in Georgia, the Golden Isles, uh, South Georgia, very patriotic. Uh, if you can define people by how many American flags they have, they have a lot ooh, of them. buddy. They're ooh, on every storefront. But good to be back. Hope you enjoyed the conversations with Aaron Getz, with Josh Kimbrell, with Joe Wilson, and so many others uh, throughout the week. But we get into the stories that matter today, and we start with the Episcopal Church, Dave. This coming from an article in the National Review. Right. Um, the Episcopal Church endorses gender-affirming care of children. This is from the resolution resolved that the 80th General Convention calls for the Episcopal Church to advocate for access to gender-affirming care in all forms, social, medical, or any other, and at all ages, as part of our baptismal call to, quote, respect the dignity of every human being, and therefore be it resolved that the General Convention affirms that all Episcopalians should be able to partake in gender-affirming care with no restriction on movement, autonomy, and be it further resolved that the General Convention understands the protection of religious liberty extends to all Episcopalians who may need or desire access to, to utilize, to aid others in the procurement of, or to offer gender-affirming care, and be it further resolved that this 80th General Convention supports public policies at the local, state, and national levels in all countries to support gender-affirming care. So the Episcopal Church says it's a baptismal call... I remember my to mutilate call. to mutilate children's genitals. Yes, this is for okay. again. So when they're talking medical, societal, and otherwise, right? We're talking about keeping children hmm, hmm, uh, with their identified gender, both socially, which is they go to school, they can change their clothes there, and she can be a he while at school until it's time to go home, and then she's a she again and not a he. Uh, then there's the medical, which we've talked about on here before. The White House is pushing for this, and obviously we're seeing sections of the of the Christian church fall in line with this thinking too. Dave, it, it goes down to uh, diversity, inclusion, uh, making sure that no one is left out. And now we're at the point where a cri- Christian uh, denomination, uh, this is very much against um, any teaching that you will find in the Christian scriptures. I'm sorry. But there's I, nothing there. You've got to ask the question whether or not they actually agree with the Christian scriptures then because what are you, they don't. This is a place where 
this is an overstepping of church theology's application into yes. a political sphere. Yes. There is nothing wrong with taking what you believe and putting it into the political sphere. That's, that's part of what we talk about when we talk about here the issues, why they matter, what the Bible says about them, what you can do about it. That's one thing. But this is a place where the Episcopal Church is coming through and saying that the way that God created a male, female child is no longer valid. It is only how that child feels that you then need to affirm the feeling so that that child is then capable of being their true selves, which is not the true self that God created, but an abomination well, or an is, aberration of it. Well, this is more This is more than even that. We're, we're talking about gender-affirming care makes it seem so mild and so nonchalant and so blasé. We understand what top and bottom surgeries are. I really won't get into that here because we're a family-friendly show. We're talking about the mutilation of body parts here, folks. We're talking about things that happen in, oh, um, in places where the Taliban rule, uh like Afghanistan. Um, When you have groups like that who are doing this to young girls, and now we have a, again, I want to make sure, just make sure we understand this, a civilized, state-of-the-art, first-world country, the leader of the free world, these United States of America. Now, the Episcopal Church is represented across hundreds of countries. Um. First world countries that are advocating for the mutilation of the genitals of children all on the basis of, let me make sure, the respect and dignity of every human being. I don't know. I find it respectful and dignified of every human being to not endorse genital mutilation. Just a thought. It's a great thought. It's a great idea. It's actually... You know, it, it does flow antithetical, you know, to to the touch of ideas that people have about what things should be going on right now. The the crazy train of the progressive Point. left yep. is trying its best to gain as much steam as possible as it's making its way out of of the proverbial uh, gate here, yeah. because they're not. It has been part of the strategy of the progressive left for years. If you go back to 1989, and we've talked about this before, when when Glad basically came out and said, we need to put transgenders into, or, or the drag queens into the closet for a while, and mainstream homosexuality, they did so so as to make it part of the normal conversation. And so it was constantly talked about. We talk about homosexuality. We make it somewhat mainstream until, as they put in their own writings, and Albert Muller talked about this on a piece on the briefing uh, several months ago, talked about the fact that they kept the drag queens quiet until it got mainstream. And the mainstream happened because they just consistently hit the topic, hit the topic, hit the topic, hit the topic, until in 2012 in South Carolina, we had our South Carolina State Library System introduced Drag Queen Story Hour. Now, all of a sudden, from 1989 to 2012, so you're talking roughly, what, 30 years, plus or minus? Yep. Now, all of a sudden, you... Well, actually, it's less than that. It would be 20-something years. You are now looking at the mainstreaming of a transgender mentality. They brought the drag queens out of the closet in 2012. Now we're in 2022. Oh, boy. And it has only accelerated from there. So now you've got the Episcopal Church who has really stepped away from 
core biblical teaching. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. You compare that to to what you see in a place in like there's a there's a Methodist church, a United Methodist church, takes up a whole block of downtown Greenville. Who basically came out and it was in, in the Greenville News this week. Facing a split over LGBTQ, a Greenville Methodist Church examines options, a prominent church that takes up nearly an entire block of downtown Greenville, as looking at leaving the United Methodist Church denomination. That being because the United Methodist Church denomination has been in the embrace of the LGBTQ agenda. And so this church in downtown Greenville is beginning to ask itself, do I continue to remain associated with a denomination that is going outside of what my biblical beliefs are. It doesn't stop there. That's the Episcopal Church. And again, that Episcopal uh, doctrine has been adopted by the Episcopal Church, which, you know, there are multiple Episcopalian churches throughout the world, not just in the United States of America. But we move a little bit closer to home, not by much, to North Dakota. <laughs> I never, That's like thought, not, I never thought I would, I would call that close to home. I would never thought I would say North Dakota. Um, a North. This is according <laughs> to the, the place. Other, it's, that's the other Dakota. It's the lesser of the two. No Dakotas. offense to any of from Sorry. North Dakota. Um, a North Dakota school board. You'll thank me later when I'm not freezing in a couple weeks. <laughs> a North Dakota school board has put an end to reciting the Pledge of Allegiance before each meeting. Dave, why? Why would one? in saying the pledge I'll answer your question with yeah, what, my what, question with, with an okay. answer um, that a, members, would, that, but would that be a th- uh, theoretical question it would okay. uh, a rhetorical 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 question um, each of me they're, they're ending the pledge because members complain that the patriotic verse that being the national anthem is problematic now what's problematic about it one would argue that it stands for independence and freedom. I pledge allegiance to, to the, the flag. flag of the United States of America. I assume it's because they're not pledging to the transgender progress flag. Well, and, and, to, and to the, the republic, rep- not the democracy. Right. The republic for which it stands. One nation. One nation under God. That's the problem. Under God. <gasps> oh, oh. Well, it should, maybe it's also because it's indivisible. And they really think that there's not liberty and justice for all. Because that's actually what they said. On Tuesday, the Fargo School Board Fargo. voted 7-2. Maybe it should two. be a long way to go. There you go. Voted 7-2 to two to stop reciting the Pledge of Allegiance before every meeting. North Dakota newspaper Inform reported that a school board member nixed the Pledge of Allegiance because it didn't align with the district. Didn't align with what? It didn't align with the district's diversity, equity, and inclusion values. Ooh, should we throw some ESG score on there, too, just for fun? Some of the school board members contended that the words under God were excluding many people. Just want to let you know that... um, Is this because it's a capital G God? uh, We'll get to that. I just want to make a point that whether or not you believe that under God excludes people, you're all still under God, so, yeah, joke's on you. Eh. The Fargo school board member Seth Holden... Said, quote, given that the word God in the text of the Pledge of Allegiance is capitalized, Mm -hmm. the text is clearly referring to the Judeo-Christian God, lowercase g, and therefore it does not include any other face such as Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, all of which are practiced by our staff and students at FPS, which I assume is the Fargo Public School System. Holding claimed that saying the Pledge of Allegiance, you ready for this? Here we go. Is a non-inclusionary act. 
The statement, we are one nation under God, is the Judeo-Christian God. It's simply an untrue statement. We are one nation under many or no gods. So again, the biggest problem here is this idea that everyone can have the same truth. Truth, Truth is not subjective. Truth is what you feel today. Truth is objective. Right. So you can't give me this statement. It's not true that we're one nation under God. We are one nation under many or no gods. It can't be both, dude. Seth, Seth, Mr. Holden, or I, I assume your gender. That would sorry. be that would be that would be member. Uh, school board, member? board school board member. School board member. Ooh. Holden. Um, Holden. Um. I wonder how many he, people showed up for that election. He also said, apparently not many. Okay. Um. He stated it is an indisputable fact. Here you go, Dave. Oh, yes. That not all citizens of the United States have liberty and justice. Really? Therefore, it makes the line, one nation with liberty and justice for all, an untrue statement. Mr. Holden, please show me. I'm sorry. Can can we... Are, if you're... Let's just say Mr. Holden is um, arrested and charged with a crime. Mm-hmm. In these United States of America, Mr. Wilson, I believe, help me, right. you're innocent until, until you're proven, proven guilty, guilty right. by a jury of, of your, your peers. peers. Okay, just making sure. Right, right. But but again, it's because we're there is something called the rule of law. The fact that... Now, is law always executed perfectly? No, we're all human beings. We all can make mistakes. There are always things that go on in life... But the reality is, constitutionally, the United States of America is set up to have liberty and justice for all. And, now, and here's my question. Mr. I, I, in, in my question to Mr. Holden in this particular case, which should be a question that you should be, as you're listening, you should be asking of every person who wants to turn around and defame America like this, is reality do you actually think that you don't have liberty and justice? Are, are your ability is your ability to say the things that you're saying um, available to you because you actually have a First Amendment right to believe or not to believe in God? I mean, you have the right to be this wrong. You do have in the that United right. States of America. Right. Now, school board president Dr. Tracy Newman said, "Quote." I'm not sure that reciting the Pledge of Allegiance is a useful way to begin every one of our board meetings. I've sat through school board meetings. There aren't many good ways of spending time there. <laughs> I would much How prefer, true? How true? I would much prefer that we open our meetings with a shared statement of purpose that would bring us all together to do the work of the board. Hey, you know what brings you all together to do the work of the board? Being voted as a school board member and having to go to the Daggum meetings. That's that's good. Two other board members suggested that each meeting start with reading one of the school district's values. <laughs> wait, what? wait. Do we have a listing of those values? I don't. Dang. Board member Robin Nelson argued that the Pledge of Allegiance should be recited at the meetings and voted in favor of keeping it as part of the program. Former school board member David Paulson stated, we are misinterpreting the Pledge of Allegiance. The pledge isn't really? a show of our patriotism. Okay, what is it? It's, it's a show an affirmation of... of our commitment and our loyalty to the greater cause, and that greater cause, in the words of Vice President Kamala Harris, is freedom. Um, Wait, she said that when she was a child. She, no, she? no, actually, Martin Luther, Martin Luther King wrote about it. Oh, um, okay. 
The Fargo. Did she, did she read that in a stroller when she was a child? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk about Kamala. Kamala, Kamala whatever her name is. Four members of the community called for the Pledge of Allegiance to continue. Four members of the community. I'm just reading this line. Four members. Four members of the whole community called for the pledge to continue. It's Fargo. That's weird. It's wait. Um, it's Fargo. That's fair. Okay. Wait. Like wait. Seven. When did the board meet? That's the other question. The school board. Are they in snow on, yet? The Fargo school board only passed the motion to recite the pledge of allegiance before every meeting on March 22nd. So this is the most re- recently they decided. Um, okay. The board further believes that the salute to the flag and the daily pledge of allegiance and the words and music of the national anthem can help students learn these principles. Therefore, the principal of each school and or any teacher is allowed to provide a daily program for the voluntary salute to the flag and the pledge of allegiance. This policy recognizes the belief of some students and teachers prohibit their participation in these patriotic exercises. No person shall be required to salute, stand, or otherwise participate in this exercise if it is against his or her beliefs. Way to leave out they thems. All persons, however, really? are expected wow. to show respect to the flag and to the participation of others in the exercise. Now, I will say, when I was growing up in school, I had a classmate through my entire time in school. From from kindergarten, he was in my kindergarten class. He, was, he belonged uh, to a particular religious group that they don't celebrate holidays, they don't celebrate birthdays, right. and they don't salute the flag. I found it weird as a five-year-old, um, but it was explained to me, and we were friends. And I didn't think anything of it because, hey, that's his beliefs. I disagree with him, but that's cool. Uh, wow, what a novel concept that a five-year-old can figure this out. And school board members in Fargo, North Dakota. Maybe they've been in Fargo too long. Maybe they got brain freeze. They can't figure out that you should say the pledge for a dadgum government meeting. <laughs> the pile is just getting thicker over there with your paper. It is. Saying. Finally, yes. we issued the call on Monday for you to let us know Ooh. about some books that are in your students' classrooms. School's starting back for most students. Welcome back. This week. So glad uh, that you could be there. Congratulations. Pay attention in your geography classes or in your government classes. Because you may actually learn something, or you may actually learn that you're not learning actually the reality of what's going on in your constitution. But that's for another government class on another day. So, we sent out the notification. We sent out the alert. Well, they did. Uh, you were on vacation. Week, I got the emails. Hard? Did you get the emails? We were glad that we could emails, let you be aware of what was going on while you were watch, at Jekyll Island. My watch kept buzzing. Buzz, buzz. Um, well, we want people to be informed, Justin. We do. Even when they're on vacation. We do. Because it's important that they know and understand what's going on in the communities around them. So. You are a guardrail our, in your community. Our final point today on the podcast. I'm just going to just put it out there. Porn is really in your school. Um, here are a couple of <laughs> books. I'm just going to read them. In the York County Public Library, What Girls Are Made Of, a story about a young girl who, um, dealing with abortion. My Shadow is Purple. This was found in the Powdersville Public Library. Southern Greenville County, a growing area of town, it is. From, I'm I, gonna, my understanding. I'm going to read you what the synopsis of the book is. Really? Did you? Yes, I'm going to okay. because I had to read it. Okay. My dad has a shadow that's blue as a berry. And my mom's is as pink as a blossoming cherry. There's wait, only wait, those choices. Does this, does this rhyme? It does. Okay, it. wait, wait, there's more. Okay. There's only two choices. There's only those choices, a two or a one. But mine is quite different. It's both and it's none. One fish, two fish. Right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, heartwarming and inspiring book about being true to yourself and moving beyond the gender binary by best-selling children's book creator, Scott Stewart. Really? Uh, this all, is in Powders. That's this in, is a Powders book in Powdersville, South Carolina. These books are in the Greenville County pub, uh, school system. Okay. All boys aren't blue. Okay. The coldest winter. George 
or my favorite, Dave. Yes. This book is gay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It, that's actually the title? I'm going to read it. This book is gay? I'm not going to read the whole book for you. Please don't. Um, a lesbian, bisexual, queer, transgender, straight, curious. This book is for everyone. Regardless of gender or sexual preference, this book is for anyone who's ever dared to wonder. This book is for you, all caps. There's a long-running joke that after coming out, a lesbian, gay guy, bisexual, or trans person should receive a membership card and an instruction manual. Most people think that there should be an instruction manual when they get married. Uh, this is that instruction Wait, manual. That, isn't there the Bible for that? Yes. Okay, just you're welcome. Sure. Just want to um, make sure. Inside this book. Is there book, an instruction manual that the Bible could also be an instruction manual for life? It could. Including, uh, okay. But keep going. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Inside this book is gay. You'll find the answers to all types of questions you've ever wanted to ask. Really? Is this their Bible? Okay. From sex to politics, hooking up to stereotypes, coming out, and more. This candid, funny, and uncensored exploration of sexuality and what it's like to grow up LGBT. How dare you leave off the QIA plus? Did they leave off stuff? Also wow. includes real stories from people across the gender and sexual spectrums, not to mention hilarious illustrations. Ooh, it's a picture book, too? You will be entertained. I think I channeled my inner Tucker Carlson there. Oh. You will be entertained. You will be informed. But most importantly, you will know that however you identify or don't, and whomever you love, or you don't. are... No, they didn't say that. Oh. Because you okay. can love everybody. You can love everybody. Whomever you love, you are exceptional. You matter and so does this book. That, that, my friends, is in the Greenville County, not the public library, in the Greenville County school system. If you want to see just a sampling of a list of the types of books you need to be looking out for, visit palmettafamily.org. On there, there's a drop-down list for you to be able to see porn in your library. And in that, you will see a listing of books. It's important for you to know that these books are out there to be on the lookout for them because quite often, these books are also being used in the classroom. They're not just in the library. We heard from a person who worked in the library system of a school district in the Midlands of South Carolina talking about the fact that these books are being used as teaching tools inside your child's classroom. So it's not just a, hey, listen, I want to be able to to read a book, so I'm going to go to the library and check it out. It was required reading. Now, the district office of said Richland 2 school district turned around and said, well, we're trying to create an atmosphere that reflects the diversity that is our community. You know, you said the school district's name there, right? Did you, I? Said, you said Richland 2, yeah. It's the district office at Richland 2 that oh. couldn't help that. But Sorry. But it's because the mentality of the school district is showing itself very, very clearly. I'm not done yet. Wait, you've got more? I've got more. But here, These are good. the following books that have been found in both Greenwood High School, Greenwood, a uh, great football program there in Greenwood, Emerald High School, and 96 High School. The, 96. Metro- the metropolis of 96. Of 96. That's a whole story behind that name. Too. Court of Thorns and Roses, Crank, Drama, Eleanor and Park, George, Looking for Alaska, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, 13 Reasons Why, and This One Summer. In the Spartanburg Public Count in the Spartanburg County Public Library, a little bit country about a young man who is gay and wants to be a country singer. Okay. And the temperature of you and me. Uh, here's a note. 
Richland 2 Media Centers in the schools. Yes. Uh, you can just do a simple search. Love is Love, Birthday, Feels Good to Be Yourself, Julian is a Mermaid, Drama or the Moon Within. Libs of TikTok, as we've discussed on here, yes. reported the following. Um, I am Jazz, Stamped. Um, we actually, uh, someone reached out, someone on our staff reached out uh, to them. They called to ask how they decide to give books away because Stamped was being given out to the public last fall. Really? Um, someone on our staff called to ask how they chose that. Um, we are awaiting to hear back. With so a I actually had a little bit of background on that one. Okay. So a person who actually served on the board of the School Library Association said that they collectively select books that are going to then be the, the summer reading program style books. So the South Carolina School Library Association is using their platform as the school libraries to adopt these books as the books that should be read for summer reading, should be included in every public school library in South Carolina. <clears throat> It scares you, especially we. I we made some decisions a while back. We are not going to include uh, any of the photos that that you see no. on any of the publications that we want because it's, it would be flat out wrong. But your it, your internet protection software would not allow it you to view the page. Right, and and did. there's there's a book in Richland too called Flamer, and yes, honestly, it, it's probably on the list here. It's on the list. It has homosexual descriptions geared to teenage guys in that in homosexual acts mm -hmm. and and actually demonstrating bullying techniques to get other guys involved in the homosexual activity weird that's what's showing up in your kids' school libraries. Now, some people are going to turn around because, as we have talked about this issue, as, as, as we have had in conversations with Senator Kimbrell after our press conference in Spartanburg, folks are coming out of the woodwork saying, well, this is censorship. You're, this is ruining. Here's the interesting thing, Justin, because I didn't tell you this part of the story. So afterwards, while we had finished the press conference, a reporter from one of the tel local television stations in the upstate comes up to me and says, can take some video of the books? All of them were stamped Spartanburg County Public Library. There was one book there. It was geared to five-year-olds, five-year-olds plus, and it had what you would consider to be the drawings in a five-year-old book of people, including ones that will full frontal nudity of a man and a woman. As she flips to that particular page, this reporter, she goes, oh, I don't know if I can take the video of this. To which we were like, why not? She said, well, I don't think I could put this on the air. To which we were like, if you can't put it on the air, why does it need to be in our library? And it was just like, oh, oh, that makes oh sense. I, I, I get it now. It's not about censorship. No, it's not. It's not. It is about what needs to be done for age appropriateness. And I'm sorry, there is nothing age appropriate about full frontal nudity, even if it's the hand drawing of full frontal nudity for children at the age of five. Um, I put this in the same category as those who take children to drag shows. Um, and hand them dollars? And hand them dollars and get them to prance around with the drag queens. Um, any person who subjects children to this should be charged and should be thrown in jail. 
Richland County Public Library. Nice segue. Um, had some of these. Again, these have all been sent to us by you. And thank you. You sent these to us. If, thank you. Continue to do if so. You, if you find some in your library, send it to email at palmettofamily.org. We will add this yeah. to our list. Brave face. Coming out as transgender. Date me. <laughs> Color outside the lines. I was told not to. <clears throat> How many times I had to sit at the kindergarten table longer than the Garth other Brooks kids? Garth Brooks did tell just, us this, this, this life is not tried. It's merely tried if you're standing fire. outside the fire. Queer. Wait. Queer there and everywhere. Oh. Like here, there, and everywhere. But queer queer there, there and everywhere. Isn't that clever? Yeah, it was so clever. The I, gravity of us. Wait, wait, that would require science, gravity. Queer Bi- and trans okay. identities. Okay. Like other girls. And the letter Q. The point we're making here as school starts back across the Palmetto State, and again, children, have fun in school, do your homework, make good grades, make good choices. Moms and dads, pay attention Congra- to what's going on. Congratulations, you made it through summer. There you go. Look, you have to pay attention to what's happening in your children's school, in your children's classrooms, in your children's school districts, and within the public libraries that you send your kids to to go get some books to read on their own time or that they want to go read. The point is, I'm not even – I mean, it's weird, and I don't think they're good, and I don't think these promote the flourishing of society – but I don't really care that someone wrote a book called My Shadow is Purple. Tr- truly. Truly do not care. The problem I have is when you turn children's literature, I remember reading the Fudge series or the Boxcar Children yes. as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Or Hardy Boys. Or uh, for, for people who. Judy Bloom yeah. books, right? Why does a six year old need to learn about how their shadow is purple because they might be transgender. I mean, a a five-year-old can't put together coherent sentences most of the time with a coherent thought. And yet what we're doing and what the purpose of this is, it is to push an ideology onto children because if you can get the kids, who cares about the parents? If you get the kids, there's a verse, train your child up in the way and they will not depart from it it's a proverb um don't think that people aren't crafty that template works in multiple factions and in multiple ways so if you train the children up into understanding the lgbtqia plus minus division sign ampersand tilde way of thinking and way of doing this thing called life guess what they'll hold to it and it will just become normal for them The last thing that you need to be doing is allowing your children to be inundated. And I mean that. Inundated. With material that you wouldn't want them to see and material that people can't even put on television and can't put, uh, can't read in their own school board meetings. Because we did have that the other week. We did have, you'll remember the video that we had, Father in Florida, Florida. I believe it was, who, who was kind of put up put out with mm-hmm. and didn't want to put up with right. the fact that these books were being in the schools. So he goes and he creates a big poster, blow-ups of the books. He's going to read the content to the school board. The school board chair says to cut his microphone off. 
if that's happening in your school district in South Carolina, you need to let us know because that goes totally against what you as a parent have a right to be able to do. The whole First Amendment allows you to have a redress of your grievances. So the same First Amendment that gives the freedom of speech, the freedom of press, the freedom of religion also gives you the freedom to have a redress of your grievances to your government, and that includes your school board. So you've got to get yourself engaged in this. If you don't know what's going on in your school, it's time to start looking and asking the questions. Go to palmettofamily.org, search for Porn in, my, porn in the Libraries. There's an entire list of books. Start looking through. If you cannot get access to your school library, there are links on there that should take you to the library of your student's school. If you can't get there and they've cut off access like Richland 2 had done, mm-hmm. then you need to let us know. Email at palmettofamily.org. Because this is the type of stuff that's got to be dealt with. And you've got to do your part of seeing what's going on in your community. The thing is this, Justin. What we're finding today is the hyper-sexualization of children. It is part of an agenda of the progressives to move children away from a core set of values to a hypersexualization so that their identity is not found in who they are, how God created them to be, but in how they can begin to identify based upon <clears throat> their feelings and their feelings alone, which are being inundated not only by the books that are in their schools, but also on what they're seeing on social media. It's showing up yep. everywhere. If you're not doing what you need to do to protect your kids, check your phones. Check your kids' phones. It's so important that you do so. There have been times where I haven't paid as much attention as I've needed to as a dad. Picked up one of my kids' phones the other day, just started flipping through. Son was like, what you doing? I said, just checking. Dad, I haven't done anything. I said, it's not you I'm worried about. It's everybody else. Because the ideas that are getting thrust out there can end up in your kids' hands so readily available today. It also feeds something that we talked about with our friends with Lighthouse for Life and the round, Legislative Roundtable. It is leading to and opening the doors to pornography, which is opening the doors to the sexualization of our children and the commercial sex business that is happening right underneath our noses in South Carolina and across the country. You know, you talk about the fact that you were looking for a, a, a niece or nephew. <laughs> Over the week, because they're like, where? When kids, when kids, they go run around. You're on family vacation with a bunch of, you know, bunch of kids. Sometimes the kids are like, where? Where'd this kid go? Oh, they're upstairs. Oh, no one's up there. Maybe I should go make sure they don't like fall downstairs. You know, you just you, you protecting children is what's most important, right? And if that means that I'm going to be the the narc in the room, then you need then to do so that. So be it. I'll, whatever, I'll own it. Oh, darn, I'm trying to protect children from pornography. Oh, You're actually I'm trying to protect a kid from, from the harmful effects of, of porn. Uh, shocking how how, how or, this country has taken a turn. Or, or maybe you're protecting a child from drifting off in the, na- yeah, in the ocean. ocean. In, in, into the ocean. Or into the ocean of people who are trying to figure out ways to coax children into a world and into a lifestyle. That is damaging them for life. This is a place for you to step up. We always talk about the guardrails. 
You are part of the cultural guardrails of your community. What are you doing to do your part to ensure that your children and their friends and the things that are being taught in your schools that are in your public libraries are the things that are not going to drive our communities off the cultural cliff? So all of that to say, as we talk about the Episcopalian Church, think it's okay for gender-affirming care, or the North Dakota School Board and Fargo, they want to... Under God doesn't matter, and so we're not going to say the national, or we're not going to say the Pledge of Allegiance at all. Or as we've seen across South Carolina, there's pornography in your schools. Schools starting back this week. It's important for you to know about. There's a lot happening. We're going to continue to keep you updated right here on the fastest growing conservative podcast in South Carolina. If you want to learn more, again, go to our website, palmettofamily.org. You can click on the link under News and Research, Porn in Your Libraries. You can go there. You can see the list of books. You can reach out to us at the bottom of that page to let us know if we've missed one. Let us know mm. if there's some access that's been closed. Reach out to us. Let us know. A couple things for you to be aware of coming up later this week. I'm going to have a sit-down conversation with Leah Savis from World News. She, if you remember, we had her on previously on the podcast talking about what could be happening with the Dobbs decision that was upcoming at that time. We'll talk to her this week about what's happened since Dobbs and what she's seen in her reporting across the United States as she covers the pro-life news from across the country. And as that happens here in South Carolina, the South Carolina House of Representatives Judiciary Committee is going to be meeting on Tuesday and possibly again on Wednesday. And the House Medical Affairs Committee is going to be meeting on Wednesday to take testimony about pro-life legislation in South Carolina after Dobbs. That's going to be a really important step as we move forward in South Carolina to bring an end to abortion in this state. For some people, it's a question of whether or not there will be exceptions or no exceptions in the law and actually bringing real definition to what health care for women means in South Carolina. Because while the procedures may be the same for an abortion and the removal after a child's death during miscarriage, not the same. they're very, very different. A lot of that stuff is things that we're going to be going in through and helping you to know what the law actually says instead of the bluster that you're going to be hearing from a progressive left that all they want to do is continue what Planned Parenthood has been doing for the last 50 years, and that is the death of 62-plus million Americans. We'll be tracking that. That committee hearing is today, actually. it happened. It's happening at 10 o'clock, so be aware of that. Make sure to watch that. And again, we're going to keep you updated on everything that's going on across the state as we continue on through the next couple of days, weeks, and months ahead as we wrap up the summer and head toward the fall. But there is one more thing that's going to be happening this fall. What is that? Should we, should we play that little piece real quick? As we, go to, as we get out of here today, here is what's happening on October the 15th here in Columbia. Tickets go on sale September 1st. For Dave Wilson, for Mitch Prosser, Kevin Kylo, our entire staff here at Palmetto Family, I'm Justin Hall. We'll see you next time on the fast-growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. Christianity has done more good for more people than any other entity or force in the world by far, period. We will not be deterred. We will not be intimidated. We will not be shut up. We will not sit down. We will not slow down. We will double down.